Hello and welcome to Movies for Dumb Guys. I'm your dumb guy host, Joe Johnson. And with me, as usual, is Ryan Sharp. You know what I call these? Fun coupons. Fine, I'll ask you about that later. And Tim Williams. I like to look at the naked ladies. <laughs> oh, me too. Did you get the right theme this week? I think you're talking about something else. Oh, maybe. Oops. <clears throat> uh, so, um, last weekend... I finally got around to seeing a movie called Stan and Ollie, um, which is about the the last phase of the career of Laurel and Hardy. Um, their movie career had pretty much come to an end, and they traveled over to England to um, uh, do a tour, like a, a personal appearance tour, and to try and get funding for a movie. Uh, they were going to do a spoof of Robin Hood. And it's kind of a a sad movie. Um, it went into very limited release at the end of 2018, and was as far as I know, it wasn't playing in the Detroit area anywhere. Um, so it finally went into wide release last weekend. I went out to see it, and really liked the movie a lot. It's kind of sad. It's kind of depressing because it is at the tail end of their career, and people have kind of forgotten about them. Um, but their performances um, from Steve Coogan and uh, and um, John C. Riley um, are just remarkable, absolutely remarkable. Uh, let me play a little clip from the trailer of Stan and Ollie. That's all in the past. You're not still carrying that around, are you? Because I went ahead and did a picture with someone else 16 years ago. You and Harry are just going to be great together. Couldn't sleep for days when they told me what you did. And I couldn't sleep when I did it. You betrayed me. Betrayed our friendship. I loved us. You loved Laurel and Hardy. But you never loved me. The doctors told me I can't continue with the tour. My heart won't take it. The show must go on. That was pure magic. It's brilliant. I'll miss this when we're gone. So will you. The uh, performances were so authentic. I'm really stunned that uh, neither one of these actors got nominated for an Oscar. They were really incredible. Um, the makeup appliances on uh, John C. Riley to make him look like uh, Oliver Hardy were incredible. I mean, I, I felt like I was really watching Oliver Hardy on screen. It was really remarkable, really entertaining film. And uh, do you guys have any interest in seeing this this movie? No, I do not. All right, so Tim, so, uh, you plan on seeing this movie? Are you a uh, Laurel and Hardy fan? Um, I, what what I was gonna say was we talked about this a little bit before the show. Um, Saturday mornings when I was growing up, or actually it was Sunday mornings, they would show different black and white old TV shows. So they, but but they were kind of like in a rotation. So um, Ryan said that he would be upset when they would show Laurel and Hardy, but that was probably a different time period. It was. Uh, before that um but they would show but the only one that i would get upset about was the bowery boys <laughs> yeah like, i don't remember ever watching them no it, like laurel and hardy i would watch little rascals i would watch three stooges i would watch abbott and costello abbott and costello i would watch yeah, yeah the only one that bothered me was the bowery boys so yeah it's been a long time since i've seen any laurel and hardy stuff but i like to watch those guys so yeah if i mean i will probably watch it i'm not gonna go out of my way to go to the theater to see it but I'll I'll probably uh, check it out on uh, Redbox or something like that. 
Well, after seeing uh, Stan and Ollie, I uh, started. I pulled out a DVD that I have that has several uh, Lauren Hardy movies on them, and I I was surprised at how hard I was laughing. Like I was laughing hard at uh, Sons of the Desert, where they lie to their wives and go to a convention and they get busted. Uh, the music box where they have to deliver the piano up the flight of stairs is a classic. And you have to give credit to these guys. They did the comedy team thing yes. in movies before everybody else. That's what I was going to say. Marx yeah, Brothers really came later. Yeah. Um, Marx Brothers came later. Three Stooges came later. Um, Hope and Crosby. All of them came later after Stan and Ollie, who were uh, paired together specifically just for the movies by uh, Hal Roach. Oh, okay. um, so I don't know. I find the guys hilarious. I was really looking forward to seeing Stan and Ollie and I was, um, I really liked the movie a lot. My only gripe is that it was just such a downer. So, so sad, but, um, see, I know nothing. Honestly, I know nothing about their story at all. Yeah. I, I just oh know that, that I used to watch them Sunday mornings when I was a kid, when they would come on. So having seen Stan and Ollie, that inspired me, uh, to come up with this week's topic for our podcast. And that is biopics, movies about real-life individuals, historical figures, actors, musicians, that sort of thing. Um, and so that's going to be the theme of today's podcast. Now, having said that, uh, I'm going to do my Bio, top five. Biohazard? Biopics. Bio uh, maybe some of your movies are biohazard. Biodome. <laughs> I don't think that's <laughs> oh. based. That might be based <laughs> on a true story. Um, it's coming true. <laughs> Now, I'm going to do my top five, then we'll go around the table, and then uh, if there's time, get back to my bottom five. Plus, I have an honorable mention at the very bottom. Uh, so, starting off, my favorite movie, and again, let me let me say this, because this always seems to get Ryan upset. Um, these are my favorite movies. Not necessarily best movies ever made, not worst movies, my personal favorite movies. And I actually kind of... Garbage. <laughs> I struggle to come up with 10 biopic movies. This what? is not a genre Are you kidding that me? occupies a lot of space on my DVD show. Oh, my God. I was like going, man, how am I going to whittle this down? I struggled to come up with 10. I eventually came up with 10. Number one on my list. They say every town has a story. Tombstone as a legend. Who is he? That's Wider. Better name for himself as a peace officer. I heard of you. I'm retired. You must be Doc Holliday. You retired too? Not me. I'm in my prime. None of your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. In a battle. The last charge of Wired Up and his immortals. At the OK Corral. Oh my God. The West would never forget. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me! Tombstone, 1993. Uh, incredible performances by Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp. Uh, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. Uh, Sam Elliott as Virgil uh, Earp. And Bill Paxton as Morgan Earp. Uh, most historians say this is the most accurate account of events uh, surrounding the uh, O.K. Corral gunfight um, out of all the movies that uh, tried to depict that particular moment in time. Uh, Wyatt Earp is one of my favorite historical characters of all time. He's he's just such a badass in real life <laughs> and lived to a ripe old age where he got to watch them make TV shows and movies about his life. He would visit the sets. Um 
I just love the cast, love this movie, um, love the story, uh, love everything about Tombstone. Um, I don't think it won any awards. I don't think it was even nominated for any Oscars or anything, but uh, this is one of sure. my all-time favorite movies. Pretty, pretty sure. I think Val Kilmer may have won or was nominated for like Golden Globes, but I don't think there are any Oscar nominations. I might have to double-check that, but... Um, one of my all-time favorite movies, um, one of my favorite westerns, and my favorite biopic depicting depicting uh, real-life historical characters. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts on Tombstone? Well, I'm your Huckleberry. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> uh, no, I absolutely love this film. Um, it, it's iconic to me. Um, it's got so many... Good quotes. It was great acting. I'm really surprised that it wasn't nominated, if, if that is indeed true. Yeah. Um, because I could have seen it. I don't know what year. What year did it come out? 93. 93. So I don't know what won that year, but I, I would, I would, I, I would, without researching, I'd put it up against anything that came out that year. Wyatt, yeah. Ir- Wyatt Earp with uh, Kevin oh, Costner screw won, that. won that year. <laughs> <laughs> I tried watching that version, and it's so slow and so boring compared to Tombstone. Really? (laughs) Is that true? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, well, uh, I'm. I I, I don't think that came out the same year as Tombstone. No, but it was around the same time. But I I think. But didn't Wyatt Earp get nominated for something though? Might have. Kevin Costner. He gets. He's the golden boy when it comes to the Oscars. Um. By the way, I had the uh, that water world. (laughs) That one swept. Had the pleasure of uh, meeting uh, Val Kilmer a uh, year or so ago when uh, he was at the Motor City Comic Con. Um, but yeah, uh, Tim, your thoughts on Tombstone? I am not a big Western guy, uh, Western movie guy. Um, I, I saw it maybe one time, and uh, I thought it, I thought it was fine, but you know, I, I have really nothing else to say about it. Uh, I just I love it. I love how. They depict all the events that led up to the OK Corral and then everything that happened after the OK Corral, um, where uh, Wyatt Earp just says, OK, enough is enough and starts hunting down the cowboys one by one and taking them out. And uh, it's just, to me, it's such a great movie moment. All right. That's number one on my list. Tombstone. Number two. Damn, I'm so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Number two on my list uh, came out in 2012. It's either the amendment or this Confederate piece. You cannot have both. How many hundreds of thousands have died during your administration? Congress must never declare equal those whom God created unequal. Leave the Constitution alone. We are stepped out upon the world stage now with the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilled to afford us this moment now. Now, now! Abraham Lincoln has asked us to work with him to accomplish the death of slavery. No one's ever been loved so much by the people. Don't waste that power. This fight is for the United States of America. Abraham Lincoln, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Daniel Day-Lewis as Lincoln, Sally Field as Mary Todd. Uh, nominated for Best Picture, lost to Argo, which I think is a travesty. I still can't believe Argo beat out Lincoln, uh, even though Daniel Day-Lewis did win Best Actor. Uh, when I sat in the theater, I watched this movie, I felt like I was time-traveling. I thought um, Daniel Day-Lewis was amazing as Abraham Lincoln. Like 
you know, there's no recordings of Abraham Lincoln. There's only photos, so you have to use your imagination of what he might have sounded like and moved like. And I thought Daniel Day-Lewis did an amazing job of bringing Lincoln to life. Um, love this movie. Second favorite biography movie of all time. Ryan, your thoughts on Lincoln? Never saw it. Wow. Really? That yeah. surprises me. Never saw it. Hmm. Tim? Uh, my favorite part was when he was killing those vampires. <laughs> oh, and, uh, here we go. <laughs> here I, we I, go. Okay. Uh, let me say. I, you know, I, I actually uh, was a fan. I mean, from what I know about Abraham Lincoln, I mean, I I remember, I think I wrote reports about him when I was a kid and stuff, and he was a wrestler. He was. Um, Hall of Famer. So, yeah. So, um. So I was interested in him for whatever reason. Wait. This is another one that I've never seen. Wait, wait, wait. I've never seen Lincoln him. was a wrestler? Yeah, yes. he's in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Like yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham yes. Lincoln. Freed the Slaves yeah. is and a wrestler. Wrestled. Yeah. Yes. He That's was a grappler. Abe the Emancipator Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> That's shocking. Was that his wrestling name? Mm-hmm. And in this corner, exactly. the great the Emancipator. Great emancipator. Fighting for Abe your freedom. Abe Lincoln. <laughs> That's right. Paul score. Oh, let's get ready to free the slaves. Seven suplexes ago. <laughs> Where's my water? Is it over here? Hey, yeah, right. my water. It is. Uh, so I you thought you were saw. still. Oh so, no, I have never seen Lincoln. Wow, man, that really surprised me. Yeah, I, it was on my list. I just uh, never. Mine, like mine it. too. There's like a lot of them that are, and just for whatever reason, just oh, too I never busy get, watching. I never get around to see it. Yeah, I was too busy watching like Piranha. <laughs> or, uh, you need to wrestle or something. That, that's historically accurate. All right, then moving on to number three. Um, initially, when I was compiling this list, it, this didn't jump into my head as a biopic until I started reading up about it and realized that, yes, indeed, this is based on a, the experiences of a real person. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. If we wanted something, we just took it, and you didn't even think about it. It was better than Citibank. For most of the guys, killings got to be accepted. Murder was the only way that everybody stayed in line. What are we gonna do with him? We can't just dump him on the street. You got out of line, you got whacked. Everybody knew the rules. Goodfellas came out in 1990, starring Ray Liotta as Henry Hill, who is the real life uh, person in this movie. Now, some of the surrounding cast members, some of the characters they tweaked names and stuff i don't know if it's because they didn't get permission or what the deal is so they, they tweaked names whacked <laughs> right exactly so so they're like uh joe pesci his character's name was tommy devito uh his character was based on tommy two guns de simone in real life um the whole thing is based on Why a book you just sound like john travolta <laughs> welcome back cotter <laughs> what um it's based on a book called wise guy life in the mafia family nominated for best picture but speaking of kevin costner lost to dances with wolves Stupid again dancing with wolves. i can't believe goodfellows uh goodfellas lost to dances with wolves i think that's a travesty um joe pesci did win best supporting actor that year though um, boy, this movie, when I saw it for the first time, I was like shaking afterward. Uh, Joe Pesci's character was so batshit crazy, man. It was just absolutely nuts what he did. And from mm-hmm. what I heard, the real guy that he's based on was just like that. Um, great movie. One of the 
best movies I think ever made. Uh, Got to mention Martin Scorsese. I think this is his masterpiece, one of his masterpieces, but it's just absolutely I really great. Think it's one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts on Goodfellas? <sighs> Never saw it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. Of course. I'm Come kidding. Over this table. It is. Uh, you're what? I'm going to jump over this table. Oh, that's not what you said. Yes, it was. You heard wrong. I love me some shit. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Goodfellas to me is uh, one of my favorite movies. It is very high on my list. I didn't rank these necessarily. I got like a top half and a bottom half for sure. Um, but Goodfellas is probably up there, you know, one or two or three for me for sure. Um, it, you know, I I saw it as a young younger child, maybe early teens or something like that. I wanted to be a gangster. I, I walked around, you know, talking like I was from New York. I, you know, uh, how many quotes, uh, you know, uh, we walk around talking about, I'm funny how, I'm a clown. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, it even got into mainstream where it's like the, you know, uh, Animaniacs and the Good Feathers were were <laughs> oh, doing yeah. it, and uh, you know it, it's it's just super super iconic. And um, people hang the poster up in their living rooms. Yeah, like, it's like Scarface or or Goodfellas. So, yep. Um, yeah, I can't say enough about this movie. I can't believe it lost either. Yeah, that's really that's one of those Academy Awards when you go back and you rethink it and you go, oh, that was that was a travesty. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, Tim, your thoughts on Goodfellas? <clears throat> Um. Yeah, I like this movie. It didn't make my top ten. I would. It's just not what? something. Well, it's just not one that I what? thought about when as as a biopic. What I, the I, hell was that? I don't know. <laughs> it was just. I. It just wasn't. It's just not something that I think about as a biopic. It's like a gangster movie. But well, like I said, you I, know, I, mean, I, I know. Initially, I didn't make the connection that rat either. Henry but... Hill. But still. <laughs> I do got to say that there is a point in the movie where I can I can shut it off because I no longer really enjoy it. Well, it gets to the point where it's more modern times when he's when he's involved in all the drugs and that's, stuff. And that's when I'm yeah. like ready. To, like I can shut right. it off right there. Yeah, yeah. And he starts doing the uh, making the I marinara agree. and the meatballs. Like I yeah. can shut it off right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, that I guess that's one one problem with Martin Scorsese movies is they they could be edited down a little bit. I watched Casino fairly recently, and I'm oh. like. I'm like, man, you could take a good hour out of that movie, man. It just now, because you know that was based on, on real people yes. too, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, moving on to number four. Number four. Um, I remember seeing this movie on a date and uh, this coming is away. Really old movie. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, coming out of the theater, thinking this just might be one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Go back to England and tell them there that Scotland's daughters and her sons are yours no more. We can't defeat this army. We can't. And we will. Would you be willing for one chance, just one chance, to tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom? Mel Gibson. Man, one of the greatest speeches of all time. Braveheart, 1995, sorry, Mel Gibson is William Wallace. Um, now, <clears throat> I was doing some research on, on William Wallace. Um, his exploits took, took place so long ago that there's not really detailed records 
of what he did. So a lot of the stories were handed down from generation to generation. So the movie took a few liberties. Um, in the movie, the whole thing was kicked off when they murdered his wife, but there's no record of William Wallace ever having a wife. I guess people had seen him with like a young woman on his arm and assumed it was his wife, but her her death had nothing to do with kicking off this this uh, rebellion. As a matter of fact, William Wallace came into the rebellion a- after it had already started and kind of joined already in progress. Um, the big battle scene, um, instead of taking place in an open field where they just kind of fought hand-to-hand combat, it actually took place over a bridge. And the reason the English got defeated is because they were trying to cross this bridge, which bottlenecked the English army, and the Scots just beat the hell out of them because they were single file coming off this bridge. And the English assumed that William Wallace was going to play by the rules, and he was like, screw that, and wiped out this English army and uh, went down in history. So for whatever reason, the movie didn't depict it like that. Maybe they just thought it would be more dramatic to have them going. It's a uh, movie. Right. They're trying to make it more entertaining, but I'm like, that sounds pretty entertaining. Um so the movie won five Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, Mel Gibson. Um, but I don't think Mel Gibson was even nominated for Best Actor, which shocks me because, like I said, that speech when he's got the face paint on is one of the great movie moments of all time, one of the greatest movie speeches of all time, uh, and definitely one of the greatest biopics of all time. Ryan, do you concur? I tell you what, if I'm, like, thinking about date movies... I'm thinking Braveheart. Yeah. Um, yeah, how did she enjoy that? <laughs> yeah. I think she liked it a lot, too. And uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure uh, I'm sure things went well that night. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it really puts them in the mood. Um, Braveheart. All right. This is probably my number one. Yeah. Um, I saw it, I think, five times in the theater. Um, this is a long movie also, and uh, I didn't care. Uh, I was I was all in. Um, I I still quote this movie all the time. There's a ton of quotes in it. It had humor. The battle scenes were amazing. Um, when that sword went flying through the air and stuck in the ground and wavered back and forth, it sent chills down my spine. Uh, like so many awesome things happened in this movie, um, and it will forever be one of my one of my favorites. Love that Scottish accent too. I don't know if the I, Scots think it's authentic or anything, but I thought that accent was great. I love you. Always have. <laughs> Always have. Tim, your thoughts on Braveheart? Um, yeah, it did not make my top ten either. Uh that's something we'll have to remedy. Did <laughs> <laughs> it make your top ten? Wow. No. no. And <clears throat> um, you know, Ryan mentions it being long. I did not see it at the theater, but I remember renting it and it was the two VHS tapes. Two stack. Together. Uh, <laughs> the double, the double so, tape. So you know, maybe it would be different if I had actually seen it at the movie. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was a great movie. It's nothing that I bought, or I, I think probably even watched again. But you know, I did like it. But when I was compiling my list, I didn't. Well, I, I mean, I can't say that I didn't think about it because I did throw that out there to a certain Mister Richie Rollins when he said that he didn't know anything, any biopics. Sure. But anyway, um. <clears throat> Good movie, but uh, did not make my list. Wow, that surprises me. Wow. And what's that? Play that again. Wow. <laughs> wow. And number five on my list. I don't have a um, a sound clip 
from it because all I can find was gunfire. Um, but uh, <laughs> 1967, Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, Warren Beatty is Clyde Barrow. Faye Dunaway is Bonnie Parker. Um, and believe it or not, this was Gene Wilder's first film. He uh, was a, a part of a couple whose uh, car gets hijacked uh, by Bonnie and Clyde. And uh, What year was this? Uh, this was 1967, uh, Gene Wilder's first film oh. appearance. Oh, okay. Uh, it was nominated for Best Picture, lost to uh, In the Heat of the Night. Um, the... Uh, the car that Bonnie and Clyde were shot up in was a uh, stolen 1932 Ford V8. Um, the real car, the actual car, is on display at Whiskey Pete's Casino in Nevada. Um, next time I'm on the West Coast, I'm going to head out there and check <laughs> it out. I want to go to Whiskey Pete's. Yeah, I want to see all the bullet holes and everything. Now, the movie I don't care car, about that. I just want to go somewhere that's named Whiskey Pete's. Hey, the car's here. Right. Um, and the real car, the real movie car that they blew a bunch of holes in and uh, killed the actors, uh, is located, I just found this out today, uh, at a place, a museum, a crime museum in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, called Alcatraz East. So I'm going to have to make my way down to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Um, But I love Bonnie and Clyde, love the performances, um, uh, just all around so great. And the scene of them getting shot up at the very end, spoiler alert, um, again, one of the great movie moments of all time, even though it's based on an actual event. Um, it's, I remember audiences were like shocked and sickened, um, at that because at the time this movie came out, there were rules about showing guns firing and people getting hit with a bullet. Like you, they would show somebody pulling the trigger and then they would show somebody like falling down or whatever. And but in this movie, it was very graphic and very disturbing. And this wow. kind of um, rebels. Yeah. Yeah. It revolutionized filmmaking, because when you think about the movies that came out late 60s, early 70s, they really were like over the top violent movies. And Bonnie and Clyde kind of started it all. Who was the um, director? Uh, you had to ask me something. I, oh, okay. Sorry. I don't don't know. I, no, I wasn't Warren Beatty. I'll have to look that up, but I'm not sure who the director was on this. But um, Ryan, you ever get around to seeing Bonnie and Clyde? No. Oh, one of the all-time <laughs> great movies. You said what year did it come out? 67. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was one when I saw this in theaters. Um, Tim, <laughs> Bonnie on, and Clyde. I on a uh, I, if I did, I don't remember it. Wow. That really surprises me, man. This is a great, great movie. Uh, all right, so that's my top five. So we're going to go around the table now. Ryan, you said that uh, what Ar- Braveheart was number one? Arthur Penn was the director, by the Arthur way. Arthur Penn, okay. Um, Not to be confused with Arthur Penn Hallow. <laughs> Baby. Um, so, Ryan, you said Braveheart, number one. Goodfellas, right up there. Yes. What else you got yes, yes. in yes, your yes, yes, top five? Yes, 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 yes. Um, so, again, I didn't put these in any specific order because a lot of them are, you know, you ask me tomorrow, it could it could change because my list is a whole bunch of great movies, and uh, so I'm really surprised that you had a, a hard time coming up with these. Um, I'm gonna go with number three on my list is a phenomenal acting performance in which the actor embodied the character, and that is Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey. Oh, okay. Um, I thought that he was Andy Kaufman. Uh, the Andy Kaufman story is so weird and original. Um, so it was uh, interesting to see the story and to see the back history. I didn't know much about the guy. Um, you know, I had heard about the Mighty Mouse thing, and I had obviously known him from from Taxi, but 
I didn't know. Thank you very much. I didn't know, uh, you know, all the shenanigans that he pulled and how odd and weird he really was and how he kind of just sat back and laughed at everybody because, you know, it was a huge joke, but only he was in on the joke, so. No, him and Babs Murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, that's right. We're both in on it. Yeah, no, I. um and Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. <laughs> Tony Clifton, yeah. No, I remember watching. Oh, uh, <laughs> I remember seeing uh, seeing him on on Saturday Night Live when he did his Elvis and he did the Mighty Mouse thing, and I thought that was hysterical. But as I got older, the stunts that he would pull, the stuff with David Letterman and everything, I didn't know Wrestling. what was real, what was fake, and I thought this guy's absolutely insane. And so when the movie came out, I I really didn't have much of an interest in seeing it, only because I was not a fan of Andy Kaufman. I just thought he was too out there for me. I did watch the movie. I did think Jim Carrey was amazing, how he channeled Andy Kaufman. It was a spectacular performance, but I, I'm just not a fan of the movie because I just don't get Andy Kaufman. I like the movie. Um I also, because I like the movie, there's also a really great documentary on Netflix about um, Jim Carrey becoming the man. All right. I have not watched that yet. I highly recommend it, especially if if you like this movie as much as I do, um, which uh, it appears that you kind of do. Yeah. Um, Definitely worth checking out. (sighs) All right. The luck of the draw. Right. Man in the moon. All right. All right. My next one, uh, not too long ago, this came out. Um I, it's a, another kind of long movie. I think it set some sort of record for the the f bomb, uh, and that's uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Now I didn't. Wolf, I wasn't aware wolf, this was uh, based on actual. Oh yeah, characters. Yes, enlighten us. Yeah, I've never it's seen this. Based on an actual guy, Jordan, um, whatever his last name is. What's the time period on this? Eighties, nineties. I think yeah, it was right when the stock market crashed. That happened. Like so, you, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen you it. You haven't seen it I've either? I've never seen it, no. What is the matter with, like, <laughs> hang on. That, I got that, that was another one, like Lincoln, that was like, on my list, and I just never never got around to seeing it. What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? <laughs> this is ridiculous. This movie is phenomenal. Um, it's got Leonardo. It's got Jonah Hill. It's got everything. It's got drugs. It's got naked Margot Robbie. Uh, <laughs> it's got, like, it's amazing. Um, no, so... Um, Jordan, oh man, I'm really drawing a blank on his last name. Catalano. Uh, no. Um, so Leo, he, he's a, a young guy. He's trying to make money. He wants to be in the stock market. So he goes, he gets his thing. He goes, he starts with this company and then the stock market crashes and then everybody gets laid off. And then, so he ends up selling penny stocks and, um, he like is phenomenal at it. And so he starts making a lot of money and then he runs into, um, Jonah Hill who is like, you know, Hey, you're in my apartment, but I see you drive this really nice car. Like how much you make a year. And he like tells him and he's like, you show me a check right now for that. I quit my job. I work for you. And so he showed him a check and boom, he's, this guy's working for him. So then he is like, I can teach anybody how to sell. And what we're going to do is we're going to pitch these penny stocks to people and, or we're going to pitch like a blue stock. And then, nail them on these penny stocks because they make 50% commission. And so it's like his rise from, from doing that to running a small garage to, to do a five person operation to becoming a mogul and where they call it the wolf of wall street. Um, where, you know, you, you know, I think time magazine did a thing was like you, you steal from the rich and feed yourself or something like, you know, <laughs> feed yourself, something like that. Um, 
And then he leaves his wife and he goes with the Duchess, which is Margot Robbie. And uh, it's just a an amazing performance by Leo, an amazing roller coaster ride. Um, this guy really lived a, a, a crazy life. Jordan Belfort, that's his name. Um, I highly, highly recommend. They say the F-bomb like every other word. Um, they do so many drugs. It's 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 funny. It's uh, definitely uh, like New York. Um, and that's where my quote came from. Uh, there was a FBI agent, I believe it is, investigating him. And he like kind of tried to soft bribe him off, you know, a little bit. And uh, the guy was like not having any part of it and like left. And as he's leaving, he pulls out this wad of money and he starts like making it rain. He's like, you know what I call these? And then your hundred dollar bills. He's like, I call these fun coupons. <laughs> um, so yeah, great, great movie. Go check it out. All right. Next. Oh yeah. You guys got nothing to say. Nothing, no, nothing, nothing on that one. Nothing on that one. Well, here's another one that you guys probably will have nothing to say. And that is straight out of Compton. Okay. You're right. Anybody? Nothing. Anybody? It's all pops another and buzzes one, over another here. Another one that was on my list, and I never saw. You know, sorry. seriously. Yeah, You're seriously, an inspiration for birth control. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a great movie. It, I've heard great things. My my nephew said it was probably the greatest movie he'd ever seen at that point. It's not my thing. What's not your thing, Joe? Just, I just. What's, go I ahead. Just, What's uh, not your thing? I just Good uh, acting? Just, uh, I, know, I had mentioned. I don't it, want to get upset watching a movie. I mentioned I it before. Like I, I liked it better the first time when it was called CB4. You watch. <laughs> you watched uh-huh. Braveheart, and you don't want to get upset by the real. Like, yeah. give me a. It's not my thing. <sighs> the music isn't my thing. February is going to be a <laughs> long month. I haven't liked rap music since Double Dutch Bus came out in the eighties. What? How old are you? Uh, 86. I'm an old man. <laughs> I hate everything but Matlock. <laughs> Straight out of Compton. Great movie. Great performances. Uh, they cast it so uh, perfectly. Uh, most people, maybe not this room, but most people know the story. Um, oh, I know the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it in C before. I knew, you were gonna say, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Um... But yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. It was a good movie, even if you don't like rap. Um, it wasn't like they were just playing the music and it was a concert. It was like an actual movie that told a story, and uh, you, you know you see uh, how it started and where it finished, and it's you know it's part of history. Yeah. So, yeah, great freaking movie, Johnson. Yeah, I uh, can't promise you I'm gonna run out and rent that one. Sorry, I'll probably watch it at some point. You should. I, I mean, I had I had their original album. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think their first couple. It. I mean, again, even if you don't like the music, <laughs> it's not focused on the music necessarily. Yeah. Pass. What else you got there, Ryan? Oh, that was my five. All right, that's your top five. Oh, All right. I think. Uh, One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Tim. Okay. Bring uh, it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's uh, already been brought in. <laughs> My number one is um, a movie about a movie director, and it is Ed Wood. All e- right. Even though they probably take some liberties in it um, somewhat. I mean, I've never read that they do. I, I mean, I think it's somewhat accurate. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think it's actually pretty accurate. I think it's just the way that they act it because they kind of act like an older, like they acted in the older movies. Right. So um, I just, you know, like Tim Burton, I, I like a lot of his stuff. I'm not crazy about a lot of his stuff. I think he works better in black and white. But um, this, uh, to me, is easily Tim Burton's best movie that that he's done. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp plays Edward. If anybody doesn't know, he was a B movie director responsible for what some people consider some of the worst movies ever made, including Plan, Plan 9, Nine from, from Outer, Outer Space. Space. Yes. I uh, I sat down with my nephew and watched that one time when he was pretty young and we laughed our butts off. Exactly. Scenes would go from day to night and Carpets or grass moves for underfoot as if it was a rug. Yeah. Um, cardboard sets. Uh, yeah, it's pretty damn funny. Yeah. I, and I don't know if I would consider him the worst director of all time, but, uh, you know, because the, the, his movies are actually quite watchable, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, you know, there's some directors that movies like uh, like Yui Bowl. I, I think his movies are like worse than Ed Wood's, but. Um, I saw the, uh, Ed Wood years ago. I just watched it one time. I really enjoyed it. It got a little odd for me when uh, he started dressing up in fluffy sweaters and well, stuff. That was a little weird, but um, yeah, I mean, but 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 that was legitimate. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. he he, he uh, wanted to, and and I think that that is like the theme, kind of like the theme that Tim Burton wanted to get across that this group of like ragtag guys that he assembled, you know, and, and they didn't even really care that that he was dressing up like a woman and directing the movies. Yeah. Um, you know, they, uh, what's his name? Um, Martin Landau won mm-hmm. best supporting actor. Yeah. For, for playing for Bella, Bella Lugosi. Yeah, yeah. This movie, he did fantastic. I was torn because I kind of wanted Samuel Jackson to win from Pulp Fiction, but uh, there's no denying that, um, Martin Landau's performance was fantastic. As yeah. Well. And then in uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space, didn't uh, Bela Lugosi, like, die early into filming, and so they replaced him with uh, a guy who just yes. covered his face with the cape all yes. the rest of the movie and just kind of walked around slowly? Yeah, that, yeah. and that part's uh, hilarious, too, because he really didn't look like like him. But uh, but in the movie, um, Johnny Depp's character of Ed Wood is like, it is so uncanny. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I can tell by your reaction you've never seen Ed Wood. Nope. All right, never moving on. Wood, eh? I'm, I, I uh, actually well, tried I, to watch it one time, maybe twice, and like I don't got distracted or something like that. So it's not that I don't want to see it. I just never got around to it. All right, my number two is, uh, you know, I can pretty much guarantee that neither of you guys have seen this, but um, it is about a, <clears throat> excuse me, comic book creator, and, and and basically, he just made a comic book about his life in Cleveland or Cincinnati. I don't remember. I think it was Cleveland. Uh, Harvey Picar in the movie is called American Splendor. He is played by Paul Giamatti in the movie, but Harvey Picar is actually in the movie as well. He has cool. since passed away. But um, but yeah, it's 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 really interesting, like how it even happened. Like he just he was talking to some guy, and he was like saying like his life should just be a comic book, and so. There's this long run of this comic book called American Splendor that is just his mundane life and and what what happens in in his life. Well, I, I can't even say mundane because I mean he did kind of lead an interesting life and David Letterman used to have him on his show all the time. Hmm. Um, but but it's actually good if you guys have never seen it. 
even if you're not familiar with Harvey Pekar, it's actually very interesting. I, I remember <laughs> when the movie came out. I don't know why I never got around to seeing it. I do think that Paul Giamatti is is one of this generation's greatest actors. He is fantastic in everything he does. Um, I just never got around to seeing it. Uh, Ryan, you ever see American Splendor? Did not. Okay. All right. Um, my number three is The Founder. Uh, the story about how Ray Kroc became uh, involved with the McDonald brothers and and kind of ended up taking it over, kind of rewrote history to where now he considers himself the founder of McDonald's. Hmm. And a lot of people consider him the, the founder of McDonald's, really. So we were this close to eating at Crocs, is what you're saying? Um. No, not 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 really. You never saw this movie. Never saw it. I know it's fairly really? recent, right? Wasn't yeah, uh, it was out last year. Or the year Michael before. Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton it? played yeah, yeah. played Ray Kroc. Um, it's it, it's interesting. Um, unfortunately, the movie leaves out a lot of things that you know they 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 definitely paint Ray Kroc as the bad guy. But there's a lot of things that the McDonald's brothers did to him in the beginning too that they left out of the movie, where you're kind of like if you know that afterwards or or even before. You can kind of see why Ray Kroc did what he did. Um, you know, they, they they really did screw him over in the beginning. You know, that's um, <clears throat> one thing a lot of these biopics have in common in historical movies is they always seem to take liberties to condense the story, try to make it more entertaining, more dramatic. And it is kind of frustrating when you read about it after the fact that things were left out and to add more drama. So it, yeah. all these movies are guilty of that. Yeah. And, and I don't know why they left that part out. O- only because it, the only reason that they left it out is because they wanted to paint Ray Crack as this right. evil genius or whatever, you know. Uh, it, I think if people would have seen what the McDonald's brothers did to him in the beginning, then they'd probably have a different, different Sympathetic view. Sympathetic view, yeah. Yeah. Ryan, you ever see this? I did. And? <clears throat> I actually really like it a lot. Um, that was a good pick. Good pick. Um, yeah, what a dick, like, uh, <laughs> everything that he did. And like the, I mean, they were the, the, the original inventors were like, we want it this way. We don't want it to grow and franchise and, and do what he wanted to do. And he kind of forced them out, but they were kind of being difficult. So it's like, I kind of feel bad for him, but they were kind of being dicks too. And like, well, they left out a huge part. And one of the huge parts that they left out is when they sold him the franchise, mm-hmm. They had already sold that franchise to somebody else in the area, so and they didn't tell him that. Mm. So he had to spend like a lot of money to buy that franchise hmm. from the other guy uh, that had already bought it from, uh, and they didn't tell him that yeah. before he built his first restaurant. No, they they but, both were <clears throat> like both sides were were jerks. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know, there's some cool digs back and forth too, and uh, I thought it was really entertaining. I thought Keaton did a great job. And, he did. And, and it's, yeah. I don't know, it's definitely worth the watch. Yeah. I, mean, I have a hard time sitting through movies where all of the characters are unlikable. And I don't know if that's the case in this movie because no, I hadn't no. seen it. But no, not like another biopic, I don't know if this is on any of your lists, but uh, I sat in a theater to see that uh, Steve Jobs movie and I hated okay. it. And only be, and I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just thought Steve Jobs was such an awful person throughout this whole movie. And it was. Painful to watch that for 90 minutes or two hours. Like, this is brutal to watch someone be so awful to his family and his uh, co founder and all that. It was just hard to watch. No, I've never seen that one. So, I I mean, he was an eccentric dude, though. 
Yeah, 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 but no, the the founder, you know, they're they're all somewhat likable characters. I mm. mean, but I mean, it, you know, they kind of portray Ray Kroc as 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 the bad guy. I mean, I mean, they definitely portray him as the bad guy right. as it goes on, but uh, but you kind of root for him in the beginning because of what he's doing and you know right. his his and vision his vision of what yeah, yeah what McDonald's should be. So right. Anyway, um, all right, I'll move on to my number. And that is Walk the Line. It came out in 2005 about Johnny Cash. I know that a lot of that is not necessarily true that happened in the movie, um, but but I really I really enjoyed this movie a, a lot. I like um, it when it was called thought, Dewey Cox. <laughs> right. You mean after the fact? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I saw Walk the Line. I enjoyed it. I, I question whether Joaquin Phoenix was correctly cast as Johnny Cash. I mean... He was okay. I, I, it seems like they could have gotten someone else to, to play Johnny Cash. Uh, did I Joaquin did Phoenix sing, or was did he was he dubbed over I'm by? I'm pretty sure he sang. Did he? I'm pretty sure. Um, so I I enjoyed the I'd movie, have to look and that uh, up, but I think that him and Reese Witherspoon both sang. Yeah. Uh, Reese won an Academy Award uh, in that movie. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. I just uh, I don't know. There are a couple of things I may have tweaked about it, but uh, it was all right. Uh, Ryan, you ever see Walk the Line? I did. I, it didn't impress me much. Um, I mean, they were. I, I didn't have a problem with the casting of, of Joaquin, but um, I thought they did a good job in their performances, but it just uh, it was okay for me. Okay. Do you know off the just, top of your head, okay like what me, what scenes <laughs> what scenes were like inaccurate? Do you know off the top of your head, like what liberties <laughs> they took with the film? I, I want to say like one of the biggest things in the movie that he didn't even really have a brother in real life or something. Oh, <laughs> about the wrong kid died and all that stuff. Yeah. that they, they mocked in. The yeah, I, I could be wrong on that, but I, but I, they, it was like some pretty major things that they added to the movie. Wow. I remember looking it up after. And they See, were like, I just, oh, I, I mean, I, I understand wanting to be more dramatic or whatever, but man, when you just make stuff up out of thin air, I'm like, why? Like Johnny Cash's life isn't amazing enough. You had to like, fictionalized parts of it that's to me that's insane no i i, I agree with you yeah. uh but I, I mean a lot of it was accurate but uh but yeah but they have to juice it up and 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 make it more thematic or, right or, or cinematic or whatever i mean i i guess i could see that i mean they did the same thing with, with bohemian rhapsody right exactly so uh, yeah so uh my number five in um you know i I, I just like this movie. I don't necessarily like the per- person that it is about. And this is kind of like her version of it, but it is the movie that came out in 2017, I, Tanya, about oh. Tanya Harding. <laughs> and if I, I do have to say, if her mother was really like she was in this movie, you almost feel bad for her. Yeah. Even, even if her mother was even like a quarter of the way that she was in this movie, you feel bad for her. Yeah. I, I mean, they do kind of present it in a different light. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, they they still make everybody around her like like dimwits, uh, you know, and, and the big plan and everything. Galuli, yeah, Galuli and uh, the other guy um, that, I don't uh, his name. yeah, the henchman guy. I mean, especially that guy. Yeah, they really make him out to be adult. See, this but, is another movie I never got around to seeing, and and again, it was because I can't sit down and subject myself to people being awful. Uh, through the entire it, movie, They're terrible, terrible, unlikable people. But they're, but they're 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 not necessarily. I really? mean, they did stupid things, but uh, well, I mean, they do kind of make Galuli out to be a yeah. to be a jerk. Do I you mean, now did the movie? Do you think uh, Tanya was aware of this whole conspiracy? Yes. What is the, I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she denies it, but I think 
I, I'm yeah. pretty sure that she. Although she, so crazy, I've seen her on like uh, that True TV. They did that. I don't remember what the show they used to do all the time. Um, she's dumb. Yeah, she's. I could totally see it. Like, all I could see Galuli being like, "We're gonna smack Nancy Kerrigan in the knee," and her be like, "Huh?" All, all of they'll them, never suspect me. <laughs> right. I mean, all of them in that camp are dumb. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and I I don't know in real life, but they definitely make them look dumb in the movie. And uh, and actually, they hired a couple other guys to hit her in the knee. That he was not the the hitter, but even those guys were dumb. <laughs> those guys were even dumber than than the two that hired him. You guys know where the attack took place, right? Yeah, it's uh, Cobo, right? Was it Cobo or it was, was it Joe? Or, no, it was Joe Lewis. I Silverdome. Was it Silverdome? It was a Silverdome. We're all over the place on this. One. Um, no, it was not. Maybe it, it had to be in Detroit. It, it was either yeah. it was it either Kobo or uh, Joe Lewis. Yeah, probably Joe Lewis. Well, Joe Lewis is there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I remember you know watching this unfold on the news and and thinking uh, Tanya can't possibly be involved. It's too obvious. And then it's like, guess what? Right. She was involved. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So shocking that they thought they would get away with that. And I know, like I said, watching watching it unfold live on TV, you know, I, I didn't think a movie could do it justice. So I just kind of steered clear. Brian, did you see uh, I Tanya? I did. Um, I actually uh, really really liked it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I thought the performances were really well well done. I thought uh, Margot Robbie really like she nailed hmm. being Tanya Harding. Like uh, she's an amazingly attractive woman and she definitely trailer trashed it up. Hmm. Um, like I remember great, when I heard that she was cast, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. I thought that was odd, but, but, Margot I, but Robbie's, I think they did a good job. Yeah. They had to really kind of tone her down. And then, well, and then uh, I forget the name of the actress who played her, her, her mom. mom. I, I can't think of her name. Uh, either, she, she won the award for uh, yeah. best supporting actress, right? Yeah. That year. Uh yeah, I'm drawing a I can't blank. Think so either, whoever she, she is, did a great job. she yeah, she did a phenomenal job. Um, and it was at Kobo. I just looked it up. Yeah. Um, so you know, acting in it was great, and yeah, her mom was such a terrible person, and I didn't hate uh, um, Tanya Harding in this movie. Actually, I know you're like, oh, I can't watch things that make me sad. Um, but uh, right, you don't. Well, you just don't, awful you don't, people. You don't, you don't necessarily hate her in this movie, and they leave it up for. You know, I mean, they leave it up for debate whether she knew about it or not. Yeah. Hmm. Did you guess, guys see her home videos? I I did, and those those were <laughs> not those the. Were best. I never saw that. I was yeah. really hoping don't, don't. that she's an in shape figure skater, and that's not what I got. Mm, Allison no. Janney is the mom. Allison Janney. Yes. Um, uh, no, I just have no I, interest. For some in reason, I had a movie. craving to eat fried eggs after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask. <laughs> All right. What was that? Number five on your list? Is <laughs> that applause? Yeah, that was terrible. Applause. That sounds like a car start. No, that was the egg uh, cooking uh, in the frying pan. Uh, that's what... <laughs> Was that your top five? That was my top five. All right. I'm going to go quickly through my uh, next five. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this movie. It came out in 1991. Uh, it's called Bugsy. You guys familiar with this? I am. I have uh, never seen it. But, uh, stars Warren Beatty as uh, Bugsy Siegel. Don't call him Bugsy, though, because it gets him really angry. Uh, Annette Benning as his uh, love interest uh, actress. 
Um, it's basically about uh, the story of Bugsy Siegel uh, coming out to L.A., um, getting uh, wrapped up in the, the film world and uh, hanging out with the actors and actresses of, of that time period and, and becoming part of that world. And then um, wanting to build the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas. And he's part of the reason why Las Vegas is Las Vegas. So he went out there. He got the, the mob to invest in his hotel. He went way behind schedule, way over budget. And when they opened the casino, uh, Las Vegas had one of the worst rainstorms in its history. No one showed up. Um, and because of all that, uh, Bugsy went back to LA, was, uh, hanging out in his, uh, I think it might've been his girlfriend's home, Virginia Hill, and, uh, got shot in the face, uh, by people shooting through the window and killed him because of what had happened with the Flamingo. Eventually the Flamingo did turn a profit, became a huge success and Las Vegas was changed forever. Uh, and it all started with Bugsy and, uh, believe it or not, this, uh, this movie was nominated for, um, let's see, uh, Eight Oscars, including it was nominated for Best Picture, but it lost to Silence of the Lambs. Um, it did win two Oscars for Art Direction and Costume Design. Um, but it is a, a really, really good movie about uh, that time period. Um, either one of you, uh, you guys know, didn't see it? No. Not that I remember. All right, so that's number six on my list. Number seven well, came out in 2009, Public Enemies. You guys familiar with Public Enemies? Not about the rap group. Um, it I could have uh, guessed that one. <laughs> uh, stars Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp right? yeah. as John Dillinger, uh, Christian Bale as Melvin Purvis, uh, and it's set in the 1930s. And one of the things I love about this movie is wherever possible, they tried to film the scenes in the movie in the actual historic locations, mm. including uh, the alley next to the Biograph Theater where Dillinger was gunned down by the law. Uh, they filmed it in the same location. I, I think that's long, really cool. Long, um, long. Really enjoyed this movie. I don't think it was uh, a hit by any means, but I thought it was uh, one of Johnny Depp's best performances. It was whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, the reason I say that is that people have been criticizing Johnny Depp for being over the top in a lot of his roles, playing these really crazy characters like in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Lone Ranger and all that stuff. And this movie just kind of plays it straight. He's very charming, very likable as as John Dillinger, and uh, it's I think it's very underrated and one of my favorite Johnny Depp movies. Uh, next up, uh, I think you guys will have to agree. I got to play a clip from this. Uh, too bad Richie Rollins isn't here for this. Shop on time. Try not fall asleep, everybody. Am I hearing an accent? Oh uh, no, no. What would you win? <laughs> How old are you? Oh, wow, Greg age. You're 19? Yeah. I just turned 14. Wow, happy birthday. <laughs> this is my movie, and this is my life. Okay, action! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. What the fuck doesn't work if you're looking at the camera? Really? I do this whole movie for you, Greg. You're tearing me apart, Lisa! I enjoy the disaster artist. 10 times more than I enjoyed the room. The room, uh, is as fun as it is to see it in a, in a group experience, it, it's a terrible movie. It's a painful movie to sit through. And 
when when we when you saw it for the first time when I dragged you to the theater to see it, yeah. uh, I realized as I was watching the movie, this is painful. This is this is hard to watch. Um, <laughs> it is, but it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But I didn't feel it was I, painful at all. I but... just don't ever want to sit through it but again. But I knew that it was a bad movie going in. Right. So right. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that helps. I, I guess if you didn't know that going in, you might be shocked. But <laughs> watching Disaster Artist tell the story, and that was the question I had after seeing the room for the first time. How did this movie get made? And I'm so glad that the disaster artist did its best to try and explain how the room uh, got made. And, and James Franco was amazing as Tommy Wiseau. Uh, he won a Golden Globe but wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. I think he should have been nominated. Uh, Dave Franco, his brother, is uh, Greg. Um, it was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. That was the only Oscar it was nominated for. Um, I love uh, the disaster artist. I thought it was laugh-out-loud funny. Tommy Wiseau was, was likable in this movie. and. Enormously uh, entertaining. What's that? Oh, you mean you mean him playing Tommy Wiseau? Yeah, yeah, like the character. Yeah, like okay. you, you, you develop this kind of a sympathy for the Tommy Wiseau character. The only, um, the only thing is, I mean, if we're talking about biopics, it doesn't really reveal. I mean, it reveals that time period, but, right? But it still doesn't really reveal where Tommy Wiseau came from. Oh, I know, and, and that's how he got all that will always be a like... mystery. I don't know if those questions will ever be answered, but. For me, a definition of a biopic is is depicting a real life character in a in a monumental situation, historic situation, and okay. the making of the room is definitely uh, a historical situation. Yeah, that's true. Um, Ryan, I know we've discussed the disaster artist in the past on this podcast, but uh, your thoughts? I love this movie, um, and it's on my list as well. I thought the acting was phenomenal. I thought it was cool to see both the Franco boys, uh, you know, bounce off each other. Great cast. It was funny. Um, the the clip you just played where he's like, you know, happy birthday. Like, I, I, that struck me. Um, I wasn't ready for it when, it when I watched it in the theater, and it just I cracked up. Um, okay. I think it was a big, big uh, um, mistake that it wasn't Oscar nominated for yeah. more things. And I know that it could be because of the Me Too stuff going on at the time. But right. um, I thought the performance was great. And... Um, the only thing I don't like about it is that Richie Rollins like talks like it for. Well, be grateful he's not here right now because yeah, that would uh, for the next month trigger our, him. Yeah. My text messages would be like Lisa tearing me apart. Um, and he sells his own underwear. So I also love the authenticity of the Disaster Artist when they play the uh, scenes from the room and the Disaster Artist oh, side yeah. by side. How the beats are right on the money, and and they yeah. just painstakingly recreated the movie. It was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think about that when I was compiling my list, but yeah, I, I it might have made my top 10 if I would have thought about it. I, I did like it. And I don't remember which one I saw first. I can't remember if I saw The Room before I saw The Disaster Artist or vice versa. But either, either one, I, I enjoy both of those movies. I saw uh, Disaster Artist first, okay. and I had no background yeah. of The Room. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know what I was watching. I just yeah. knew that people were... <clears throat> Going on and on and on about it. Well, that's the thing. If you see the room first, I remember when uh, I saw the disaster artist, the people in the theater with me would start laughing at things because they had seen the room. Like, oh, yes. here comes the high oh, doggy yeah. scene or whatever. Yeah. And so people were laughing before things happened, which was funny. Um, all right. The last two movies on my list, I'm not going to go into them too deeply because we've discussed the heck out of them over the last several podcasts. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I think Rami Malek did an amazing job as Freddie Mercury. I think... He has a good shot at winning uh, Best Actor. 
And then Green Book, uh, based on uh, actual events of uh, portrayed by Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. Uh, great movie, and after seeing it, I, I think it's one of the gr- the best movies I've ever seen that depicted real-life actual events between uh, living and breathing people. Um, Brian, you I don't love, necessarily have I, to get into it. but Yeah, no, I left them off my list just because we've talked about them so much recently, but they are both great movies, and they probably do deserve to be on the list. But just to keep it, there's other awesome movies that I just uh, would rather talk about at this point. I also wanted to throw out a quick uh, uh, nomination, kind of uh, uh, not in my top 10. Uh, this was a TV movie that came out in 1979. Um, surprisingly, there have not been a lot of theatrical uh, movies about the life and career of Elvis Presley. And I'm surprised that that hasn't happened. You'd think there'd be more movies about Elvis Presley. Um, but there was a TV movie that came out in 1979 starring Kurt Russell. And I remember as a kid, I was about 12 years old when this came out. I remember thinking, Kurt Russell is Elvis? Like, I had a hard time buying it. But once I started watching the movie, I, I like, got completely lost in it. And I thought Kurt Russell was an amazing Elvis Presley. And he played a young Elvis Presley in the 50s all the way up to the jumpsuit Elvis in the 70s. And he was absolutely incredible. And I'm surprised this movie wasn't a theatrical release. It was that good. And a little side note, directed by John Carpenter. He directed really? this Elvis uh, biopic on okay. TV. Now, the movie did get released uh, in theaters overseas. I guess a lot of TV movies that aired on television here in the U.S. were released overseas to theaters. Um, Now, Kurt Russell didn't do any of the singing. Uh, All of the singing was done by Ronnie McDowell, who was an Elvis soundalike and had a big hit hit after Elvis died called The King Is Gone. Um, And so he did all the singing in the movie. So. I've never seen um, that, but my favorite Elvis biopic is Boba Hotel. <laughs> I'm sure based on actual events. Uh, yeah. Ryan. Uh, JFK is in that as well. Your mm-hmm. bottom five. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like to call them the bottom five, but uh, <laughs> the next five. Um, I got The Social Network. That's Another I, movie about a bunch have, of a-holes. That's man. what I have as my number six. Every character in know. that movie is an oh. a-hole. Every character? Yes. I don't think yes. so. Yes. I remember, I mean, I'm not, again, what I'm not Brenda saying it, song do? I'm not saying it's oh, a wait, bad movie. Oh, wait, she stuff on fire. That's <laughs> but they were all thoroughly unlikable. Thoroughly unlikable. And, and uh, now, uh, what's his name? What's, Zuckerberg. Uh, Zuckerberg is just like such a hated figure in in the world right now, like with all the Facebook shenanigans and all that stuff. But everybody still loves his Facebook, don't they? I, the, I the Facebook. I could never. Yes, the Facebook. I couldn't get, uh, I could not get out of Facebook because I feel like I'd be out of the loop, but. Right. Um, but yeah, this the, movie the, had everything. It had <laughs> it had Justin Timberlake. It had fire. It had backstabbing. Army Hammer playing two different roles. It had a business card that says "I'm CEO, bitch." <laughs> um, no, I I really like. I mean, I it I like it because it tells the story. It's entertaining. You I don't know, necessarily need to like the characters. I, I, do. I like to hear the story. I uh, like to know the history of things. Even I, I mean. You know, take it with a grain of salt, of course. But No, I'm glad I saw it. And, yeah, I, I was fascinated to see how Facebook came about. But I remember as the credits rolled, I'm like, wow, there wasn't one single likable character in that movie. The Whatever the hell her name was, Von Winkle twins or whatever. Yeah. What they, what, how, how are they hateable? I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> Justin Timberlake's character rolling. was an a-hole. Just, Justin Timberlake was playing the Napster dude, Napster, wasn't he? Man. Yeah, they were all a-holes. How was he? I was surprised when I looked this up, though, that it came out in 2010. Because I think I'd only been on Facebook like maybe a year at that point. Oh like, wow! Yeah, two thousand eight, huh. two thousand nine. I don't yeah, think yeah. I. 
you know, what, I, probably 2009. So, yeah. But, um, but anyway, yeah, that was my number six. But, All right. Go ahead. Good, good pick. Good pick. <clears throat> um, <laughs> then I got, uh, again, no particular order. I got Bloodsport. That's based on a true story. Yeah, the Van Claude Van Van Dam movie. Dukes. That's that's a true story. I I did not know that. You did not know that. You do now. Um, a movie that I've mentioned before. If it's ever on like HBO or anything, that uh, I just leave it on. Um, and that's Moneyball. I thought Moneyball is a really awesome uh, um, story and like just a kind of chill movie. No like climatic thing. It's just kind of level and fun to watch. I don't enjoy movies about math. Next. So hard, so hard to please with this guy. <laughs> you guys suck balls. Um, another movie that uh, left me kind of upset at the end, um, but a really good movie was American Sniper with uh, Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> yes, that's that's for you, Tim. Yeah, I know, and and unfortunately, that I have never seen that one. I, I had no interest in seeing it. Um, shockingly to me, it was the highest grossing movie of the year. Um, it was a great movie. It, I just had no interest in seeing a story about that particular individual. I don't know why we're friends. <laughs> um, I also got on here uh, Ray. Thought that was a great biopic. That's one that's that's hanging over my head like the sword of Damocles. I have been meaning <laughs> to see this movie. I have been. not seen it. I'm angry at myself for not seeing it. So next time I'm at second charles i'm going to look to see if they have ray i will buy it and i will watch it during this cold spell that we're experiencing it's going to be 60 or 45 like saturday yeah i'll probably be at the beach that day but yeah um what did i what did i miss ray got ray uh people versus larry flint okay thought that was a really good uh, ed norton is amazing actor Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson did a great job. Even Courtney Love, who I really can't stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought she did a, uh, a phenomenal job. That kind of well. legitimized her. Like she was kind of a joke almost up till that point, and then she showed her acting chops. Yeah. yeah. I disagree. She she was actually in uh, Sid and Nancy, and she did a good job, and she oh, got okay. critical acclaim for that. Too. And yeah. she was good in Man on the Moon. So I guess I'm a yeah. fan of the Love Hole. Yeah. Um, She's a better actress than she is a singer. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Um, and then just a, uh, a movie that, um, could be on the top of anybody's list, but again, I've said it before on podcasts. It's a movie that I've seen once, maybe twice, never have to see it again, but a great, great movie. And that's Schindler's List. Yeah. You know, as I was researching the topic that of course that movie comes up at the top of most people's list and I sure. agree, it's, it's just a great, great movie. It's just so hard to watch. Uh, it's so painful. Um, I watched it, and it really affected me, and uh, I can't subject myself to that. I can't sit down and experience those emotions again. So even though I agree it's a great movie, it deserves all the accolades it got, I, I can't put it on my top ten only because it's such a, a difficult movie to watch. Absolutely. M- made out the whole time, so missed it. <laughs> <laughs> you made out during Schindler's List. Yes. <laughs> Your guys' date uh, movies and my date <laughs> movies are completely different. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mentioned number six, The Social Network. Are you done? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Social Network, number six. Uh, number seven, The Elephant Man, about John Merrick. That's directed a good by one. David Lynch. Yeah. Uh, number eight, The Doors, 1991. Never saw that. That's, uh, that's, on, that's on my to-see list, too. Man. Really? I'm not a huge fan of The Doors' music. 
Same reason I haven't seen if you watch Compton. This, if you watch um, this movie, that might, not the same reason. If you watch this movie, that might change your mind because I wasn't until I saw this. Movie. Yeah. No, I, I've I've heard rave reviews about um, Val Kilmer's performance, and so this is on my to do list. So I, I will pick it up when I pick up Ray. My number nine, and that was straight from, out of Compton. This is what my co- quote was from in the beginning: "Road to Wellville," about Harvey Kellogg. Uh, the founder of Kellogg's, very loosely based, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my number ten was Bohemian Rhapsody as well. There you go. All right, any honorable mentions, or is that it? You got everything. That was uh, it. I only came out? up with ten. Uh, I would All probably right. put Raging Bull as a as an honorable oh, yeah. mention. Um, now who brought up Rocky? Someone brought up Rocky, and I'm like Richie Rowland. Now that that's not based on a real person, right? I mean, that's a fictional it, character. It, it, right? it is, but it's. It very, is very, very, very loosely. I mean, I guess <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, I think, wrote the movie because he had heard about a similar character. But I, I don't right. know if you can call Rocky a biopic. I wouldn't. I don't think. No. I, I, Especially I don't think because there's but... six of them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. All true to life. <laughs> um, and there's supposed to be some great biopics coming out this year. Um, there's a Mr. Rogers Biopic. I don't know if that's coming out this year or next year, it's but Tom year. Hanks as yeah, Mr. Year. Rogers. Uh, that's on my must see list. Um, I know There's actually a Rocky, the actual story of the guy that. Rocky, oh right, that's actually coming out right. this year. And then there was the Elton John uh, Rocket Man movie coming out. So, bunch of biopics coming out this year and next year, and uh, we'll be all excited to see those. Uh, any final thoughts, guys? No. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Movies for Dumb Guys. We'll see you next time. Just trying to listen. Captain King. Captain King. <laughs>